Hello and welcome to Are We There Yet? Market Scales Transportation Mobility Focus Video Podcast Series where we explore the most exciting projects in all of transportation. And I am 100% confident that today we're speaking with absolutely the most exciting project, the most exciting company in all of automotive, and that is the DeLorean Motor Company. And today to share with us the exciting things that are happening within the organization and their model uh, that'll be released very soon is the Chief Executive Officer of DeLorean Motor Company, Yost DeVries. Yost, hello and welcome to Are We There Yet? Well, thank you, Grant. Happy to be here. Look forward to it. Thank you so much. Well, really, I'm excited for the opportunity to speak with you today and uh, to learn a little bit more about the latest with DeLorean. Um, I'm so excited today to learn a little bit uh, more about the new model and just the incredible lineage and heritage of DeLorean. And um, you said, I'd love to ask you first, um, you're just um, such an incredible leader within the automotive world. Um, You've served with some incredible organizations, Karma Automotive, uh, Tesla Motors, Mack Trucks, and now DeLorean, uh, would you tell us a little bit more about uh, why you're so excited uh, today about DeLorean Motor Company? I, I think I have to go back a few years. And, and, and when I was at a different company, uh, we had the opportunity to get in, exposed to the brand. And, and when we started to dig a little deeper into the brand, I have never in my 40 years in the automotive business been exposed to a brand that elicits so much emotion around the world. So that was really the exciting part. It is, it is an emotional brand. Definitely, definitely is an emotional brand. I think that that really resonates with me. Um, I can I can tell you, I remember uh, the the first time that I ever saw uh, one of the original DeLoreans. It was um, the summer of. 1988, about 35 years ago, and uh, was walking into a 7-Eleven with my dad and uh, just kind of stopped in my tracks at seven or eight years old and looked up at my dad and asked, Dad, what what is that? And uh, he he looked down and smiled and said, that's a DeLorean. And ever (laughs) since then, I've just been so intrigued uh, with the brand. And, And I tell you, just staying True to the heritage, um, I had that same experience about a year ago when I saw the Alpha 5 and just kind of stopped in my tracks. And, and again, 35 years later, what is that? And so it is something that I think is is emotional uh, for so many of us and so excited uh, to have not only the brand you know, coming back, but but it's better than that. You're really reimagining uh, the brand. And so you know, I'd love to learn a little bit more from you, some of your intention behind not just bringing it back, but really reimagining the DeLorean brand and designing and manufacturing new vehicles. Can you tell us a little bit more about you know, some of your intention beyond this um, company reimagination? Yeah, let, let me bring you to the journey that we went through. Yeah. Um, when in 2021, we made the decision together with the current owners of the brand to bring the brand back as an active OEM. The first thing we had to do was go back to the past. So we met with the original designer of the DMC-12 in Italy, Giorgetto Giugiaro, uh, who is even today still passionate about the car as he was 40 years ago. We met with a lot of owners. Uh, we went to a lot of car shows. And, and then we talked to the people who have seen this brand live in the digital world. So the gamers, the, the, the people who play Forza, Need for Speed, and all those kind of things. And, and the more we talked about that, the more we realized that this is a brand that's just not just automotive. It is, it's a digital brand and a physical brand. So how do we bring that 40 years into the future and, and come, up, come back with something that, uh, that, has, that respects the heritage, 
but but still can appeal to a, a modern demographic out there. And that was the most interesting few years journey that we have gone through to try to really pinpoint what does the brand need to be. And and for me, it is an emotional brand that happens to be a battery electric vehicle uh, that is the, the opposite of an iPad on wheels. I mean, one, one of the big challenges I think anybody in the industry has today is how do you not become a tool to go from A to B with a button for autonomous drive? No. How can we build a battery electric vehicle that you want to drive, but you don't have the sound? You, you, don't, you don't want to pump in a fake V8 noise into your car, but that makes no sense at all. But how do we bring emotion into that, uh, into that journey? And that is really what the last few years have been. Defining the brand for a modern audience, digital and physical, but then as an emotional brand rather than just a tool. Yeah, we definitely are. I think really, um, you know, catering to um, a newer audience, and and I'm really excited about that because there there's some big firsts uh, for for this new model. Um, you mentioned, of course, uh, an electric vehicle, which I'm I'm really excited uh, about that. But there's some some other real innovations here, you know, within the company that I'm really excited to learn more about. Um, you've created an EV digital twin, and and you're really providing everyone now an opportunity to own a piece of the iconic um, automotive brand. Every, as I understand, Alpha 5 production slot is tied to a digital twin that allows both kind of a, a gameable uh, avatar and an extensive repository of the vehicle. Do you mind telling us a little bit more about uh, some of these first? Because I, I think it's really unique, really, really exciting. Yeah, I, I, this, this was born out of frustration a little bit. When, when you go back to the beginning of the pandemic, when you, when you wanted to buy a hot car, doesn't matter what brand, you either had to know the dealer, pay a lot over sticker, uh, you're on some dumb waiting list, you don't know what number you are, and, and it is just frustrating. And, and we said, no, why, why don't we turn that all around? So why don't we pre-sell our whole production Put it under an, an avatar, a digital twin. We use the technology of NFTs, but that's really secondary. And try to give access to the brands to everybody. The, the threshold to step in is relatively low from a financial perspective and gamify the experience because you're still going to wait a couple of years for your car. So if you want to step into the brands, you might not have the money to actually buy the car at the back end, but at least you can buy, trade, sell, upgrade, downgrade, your, your, your build slot and go from there. That is step one. The bigger picture is when you've taken delivery of your vehicle, you get your digital twin. Anything that the vehicle does will be recorded through the digital twin on the blockchain. So if in five years you wanna sell your car, you don't have to go to Carfax, you don't have to go to anywhere, everything is online. How you charged, where you charged, how you drove, uh, how many times it had service, Everything is available to you as a consumer. So rather than that black hole of consumers today, they have no idea what their car is collecting on them. We say, no, this is your data. So all that data is in your digital twin. And it also means that if you sell your car, you're also selling a, di a digital twin of your car. So the physical world and the digital world are now connected into one and they will go with the owner of that asset. Yeah, yeah, how exciting, gosh. Uh what a, what a uh, nice departure from kind of the traditional process of, of buying a vehicle and getting on a waiting list and really getting so much more um, than even just the vehicle it, itself. That, that's really exciting. 
um, and, and as you shared, kind of built out of frustration. And so we've seen some things within the automotive industry the last couple of years that have been frustrating for, for consumers. So this really sounds uh, very uh, exciting. And, and it sounds like the, the, there's a lot of firsts within uh, all of this. I'm, I'm not familiar with any other automotive manufacturers that are kind of offering all of these features and kind of the gamification and the digital twin. Uh, I imagine a lot of these are firsts within the automotive industry. Yeah, I think the end-to-end -end process that we're doing today is absolutely an industry first. That doesn't mean a lot of other people aren't working on it. Yeah. Um, my, my dream is that my 14-year-old can game the car while I'm driving the car. And, and so there was a personal <laughs> opportunity there too. But yeah. uh, I think people are starting to realize that cars collect a lot of data. And the privacy concerns people have about their vehicles and where they drive is real. So rather than hide that into some black box and 40 pages of disclaimers that you sign when you buy a car, no, bring it into the, into the owner's hands and say, hey, this is what the data car says. We still need that data. We want to know what breaks. We want to be able to send the software updates and all the other stuff. But this is just creating democracy around data and, and making it clear where your boundaries of privacy are. Yeah, yeah. very exciting. The, the design of the DeLorean is is so important, and I keep coming back to that because I think that you you had this heritage that I think was really important to kind of build upon uh, and and to kind of reimagine uh, this new model and brand. And I know that a lot has gone into the design. And I want to say first and foremost, I think mission accomplished on the design. I think you've really created something that's exciting. I think that we 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 live in a very exciting time in the automotive world where there's a lot of new manufacturers, a lot of new vehicles coming and and the DeLorean really stands out from from the pack. It's just a, an incredible vehicle, uh, incredible performing vehicle. And look forward to talking a little bit more about that here in just a moment. But just the design itself. I mean, it is one of those stop you in your tracks design. Can you tell us a little bit, you know, about kind of how you arrived to the design of the Alpha 5? Maybe tell us a little bit about the design process and, and what all went into creating just this incredible vehicle uh, that, that we now see. We, we had a few choices. Um, the first choice, of course, was the most important one for us was the design house. Who do we work with? So that's why we went back to Rogetto Giugiaro, the original designer. He owned a company called Itel Design. Itel Design is one of the bigger automotive design houses of the past. Uh, he had sold that to the Volkswagen Group. But when we went to Itel Design, who are still very active today, they were like, absolutely. When you walk into their front lobby, the first thing you see there is a DMC-12. They're very proud of what they did there. So historically seen, that was a very close connection of the brand and what the brand has been. Then the other choice that was very critical to us was, shall we go the retro route and please the current crowd of the DMC-12 and just make a very cool retro car? Or do we really bring the brand 40 years into the future and show what the brand can be going forward? We chose the latter. Not everybody was happy with that, I can guarantee you that. But it does allow us now to go back and do a retro if we want to, but it also allows us to go forward. And while you see the car here behind me, that is our vision for 2040. So the brand was stuck in the 80s and we really needed to rip that out and bring that to the 2020s. And I believe that we've succeeded with that. And now we have also the room to do a retro and go forward rather than being stuck as a retro brand. Yeah, well, you've definitely definitely succeeded in that and and, and brought it forward. And you mentioned uh, you, the the background there. You have some incredible, uh, some beautiful vehicles right behind you there. Do you mind telling the audience a little bit, um, you know, about what's behind you there? 
Yeah, the, the silver vehicle you see behind us is the is our interpretation of a Baja race truck in 2040. Uh, completely over the top, uh, hydrogen powered, uh, solar uh, on, on the roof. Um, will it ever be built? Probably not, but that's not important. It is, it is a design study of how we see 20 years into the future. The, the greenish blue car you see behind me is an Alpha 5, but then what they call a shooting brake. So we've extended the roof line all the way to the back. Uh, I'm European by birth and we love our station wagons and a two-door is called a shooting brake. And I am absolutely hoping, praying that we're going to get this car on the road because I think it's gorgeous. But the, 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 the business economics need to make sense. So this is for us... Uh, a study in how many variants can we get off the same platform other than the Alpha 5. Because with our production volumes, volume becomes very, very important because you still have cost to build a car and the more volume you can have to divide the expenses, the better it is for uh, for everybody. Yeah, yeah, very good. Well, well you, you, you mentioned that, um, the, the Alpha 5 will be the model that we can look forward to, to driving uh, the soonest, uh, but there are other vehicle models in development and concept vehicles, as, as you said as well. Do you mind maybe touching on that a, a little bit? The audience may not know, you know, not limited to just the Alpha 5. There's a lot of other big plans and models in the work, as I understand. Yeah, well, what, 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 what I can share today is that we will come out with a vehicle fairly quickly, uh, that will please the traditionalists. So call it retro, call it traditional, uh, but, but we are now have the freedom with the Alpha 5 that we can do that. Um, the price for us is obviously an SUV. Um, the fastest growing segment in any market in the world is the SUV business. Um, we're working with partners hard to see how fast we can make that a reality. But those are very big investments, and we first need to make sure that we produce the first car, deliver the first car, and the second before we go there. But yes, DeLorean aims to be a little bit bigger than just a niche manufacturer in a dark corner of San Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Well, you're 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 far beyond that all already, and and really, um, I, I couldn't be more excited about DeLorean. I think it's the most exciting brand company today in in all of automotive. Um, you know, talking a little bit about some of the things that make not only the company, not only the brand, but the Alpha 5 so unique um, uh, is also the fact uh, that you chose to go electric um, and, and EV is a big part of, uh, of this new model. Can you tell us a little bit about why making this vehicle and EV was so important? Um, electric propulsion for me is a, is a choice of luxury. Uh, a lot of torque, quiet. Um, the packaging of electric motors allows freedom in design that you just can't get if you use an internal combustion engine. Um, then the power storage. Right now, there's only one real solution for power storage for, uh, for electric vehicles, and that's a battery. That doesn't mean we stay that way. I, I'm a very big proponent of, of where the industry is going regarding hydrogen, whether as combustible fuel or as a fuel stack. Uh, I think Europe is making huge strides there in implementation. Toyota and BMW have been doing this for a decade now. And, and so electric as propulsion, that's pure a performance, luxury choice. Uh, battery storage is the only viable alternative today for energy storage, but that might not be in the future. Yeah. I love that you said going electric uh, was was a choice, you know, for for luxury and uh, for performance. Um, and and I think that that's uh, 
really unique perspective, one that I agree with too, and, and that you've certainly achieved in terms of a very luxurious vehicle and also one that's uh, you know very uh, performing. Uh, you've said that the Alpha 5 uh, is for people that love to drive. And so you've designed and are offering a vehicle that's very performance driven and, and really designed to provide that experience uh, that people that love to drive uh, you know go after. Some impressive performance specs, uh, 0 to 88 in 4.35 seconds. Uh, you can hit 60 miles an hour in under three seconds, um, 155 mile per hour top speed. So certainly it's luxurious, certainly it's electric, um, but it's also very uh, performance uh, driven uh, as well. Do you mind maybe just commenting on that? It seems like a vehicle that, uh, you know, for enthusiasts out there, it's going to be a lot of fun to drive. Yeah, one of the things we, we said we wouldn't do is become a hypercar. So we're not chasing the sub two seconds. We're, we're not chasing the 250 miles an hour. We're a driver's car. Uh, that means that somebody needs to step into their car, go onto the local mountain roads or on the highway and really enjoy their car. That means that we don't have to be the fastest zero to 60, but we need to be very performant. And a 30 to 90 is just as important as a 0 to 60 because that's where torque comes into play. That's where you have fun in the car world. Top speed, how many people really do 155 on a public road nowadays? Not that many. So it, doesn't fe it didn't feel that it was important to, to try to go after ridiculous uh, top speed numbers. Um, if you choose to be a driver's car, you need to have the range, you need to have the steering feel, you need to have... Uh, the performance of the chassis, the suspension, that needs to work. But whether you do 1.920 to 60 or 2.5 or 2.9, who cares? Uh, that was our, our, our thought concept between the performance uh, things that we targeted for. Yeah, yeah. So if I if I start to consider kind of some of the things that the that the Alpha Five offers, um, it's very much a, a driver's vehicle. It's for someone that's, that that enjoys that experience. It it uh, provides uh, the performance. I think that that type of individual is really looking for. Um, it's also a newer audience in, in terms of the the way uh, that you're able to reserve the vehicle, to purchase the vehicle, the digital twin, as you shared, uh, the fact that it's an EV. Um, there's a lot of really interesting characteristics, a lot of offerings, you know, that the Alpha 5 provides um, to, to buyers. Would you mind maybe telling us a little bit more about maybe who some of those audiences are, who, who's, you know, some of your maybe target market for the, the Alpha 5? Um. 35 to 65, it's a very broad audience. Yeah. Uh, it, it tends to focus on the techie side of things. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and people who really value fewer things, but with more depth, rather than more things than, and, and, and fairly shallow. Um, yeah. we, we are a toy company. I mean, we will be car number four or five in the garage. Uh, we're not going to be the daily driver. So that, that puts... We need to make sure that when that person takes the car out on a Sunday drive, that we put that smile on that face, no matter what. Um, it, it is, most of my customers couldn't spell the word NFT if they would try. So it has been a journey of learning for us, but also for consumers. So we try to make it as simple as possible because the NFT is just a technology platform. It is really, you're buying a build slot, you're buying an, an avatar and, and the amount of explaining we did there was, was really good in building that rapport with our future customers of our products. Um, I, I'd love to see uh, a higher demographic or higher uh, 
gender bias towards women. I, I think we try to do a lot to also make uh, women feel that uh, they're part of our journey. Um, and, and I always use uh, people that I know. So in, when you talk about how the car behaves and performs, if it needs a user manual, you failed. And, and, and those are the kind of things we're trying to bring in. You need to step in. It needs to feel like a glove. And it needs to do things that make you smile. And as long as we can address those issues, I think, or those questions, I think we're in great shape. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about doing some things that make you smile. There's some features um, that, that I've noticed on the interior of the vehicle that, that do just that. There, there's some creative, almost kind of humorous features that are kind of built in, you know, to the, the vehicle um, that, that I've never seen in a vehicle before. Can you maybe tell us a little bit more about, you know, some of those features, some of those technologies um, that, uh, that are part of the vehicle that, uh, that, are, that are really unique? Yeah, I, I think if you look at what technology allows you to do today, there, the sky's the limit. You can't think of something and it cannot be done. Um, but what we're trying to do, for instance, is uh, we have a little light strip on the top of our dashboard. And when you are pointing towards your home, that will line up. So, so every time there's a visual indicator of, hey, I'm going home. The, 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 my, my, my home point, my anchor, my base, I'm on the direction to get back there. Um, if, if you look at, at things like sound, uh, one of the most important things for people to really enjoy, you don't have a roaring V12 in the back anymore or in the front. So how do you compensate for that? And, and one of the things we found out from consumers is that they absolutely love music. So how can we bring that musical experience to the next level in a vehicle? Because it's an EV, it's quiet, so you already have a plus. We can insulate it to a degree that is fairly high nowadays with the technology that's out there. So can we work with a supplier that can bring a 4D experience, including, for instance, vibrating seats or whatever, into a vehicle and create, again, that emotional connection with music? There's nothing more important for for many people on a Friday afternoon when they're tired, they've done their work, they want to go home, they have this damn 30-minute commute, and, and, and they take that 30 minutes and put on the Beatles or whatever they feel comfortable with and just immerse themselves in that. Because by the time you come home, you've turned off that switch. And that's not autonomous driving. That is purely try to bring other things into the driver while they're doing what they want to do or need to do. And music for us was a huge part of that. So you'll see some fairly high-end solutions in our vehicle that are not out there today. And I think we've already uh, mentioned our partnership with Cambridge Audio. Uh, but for Cambridge Audio, we're going to be their first automotive customer. And I'm very excited to share with people uh, what that will sound and feel like. Yes, I'm very excited to experience that myself. I'm a big fan of uh, Cambridge Audio and um, the first uh, partnership with an automotive manufacturer couldn't have started off with a better partnership than I think the collaboration with DeLorean. And uh, I agree. I think that the uh, audio uh, is such an important part of, of the driving experience. And I'm so glad to hear that uh, DeLorean very much values that too and, and is offering something that I think is unlike anything um, uh, that anyone's ever experienced in an automobile um, through the partnership with uh, Cambridge. So really uh, exciting uh, to, to see that. Um, 
talking a little bit um, about um, uh, some of the new things and kind of the, the new way of, of purchasing a DeLorean and kind of experiencing that buying process. Um, uh, some of the, the the partnerships, as you mentioned with Cambridge Audio, another thing that that's really unique and exciting to me. Um, I just heard recently here that the uh, DeLorean Alpha Five has uh, officially landed in Need for Speed No Limits um, this month. Is is that correct? Did I hear right? Yep. Uh, first game officially in. Uh, the second and third will follow fast. Uh, yeah. As I said before, DeLorean as a brand for the last 20 years lived in a digital world. Yeah. Um, so we are now working with all these major game uh, companies to bring the DeLorean into their current franchises. And Need for Speed is obviously a huge one. Uh, super excited about that. Again, I see my 14-year-old gaming my car. I mean, what, what, what more cool can it be, right? So it is. we, we, need, we need more of that. And... Uh, it also, uh, what you see in the movies uh, with Fast and Furious, uh, our collaboration there, it is people need to start understanding that DeLorean was awesome in the past. It was an icon. It's a feel-good brand. And now we need to build new icons for the future. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Well, you definitely are building uh, an icon for the future and uh, building, I think, the next generation of DeLorean owners. Uh, they're um, uh, driving the DeLorean in video games. Uh, there's an uh, incredible Hot Wheels uh, model of the uh, Alpha 5 uh, that's out uh, as well. And so really, really, I think uh, getting the world uh, excited uh, about the Alpha 5. Um, so really, really love to, to see all of those incredible partnerships. Um, would, would love for you to share if you would. I know that there's been a lot of audience members out there. So many of us are already familiar with DeLorean, but many, many of audience members aren't. And so they're going to be really excited to learn more about the Alpha 5, uh, learning more about reserving their own uh, playing uh, with the Alpha 5 uh, in the video game. Would you mind maybe just directing the audience to where they can learn more about all the exciting things happening uh, at DeLorean and with the Alpha 5? Very simple, DeLorean.com. Uh, our website is, is, is the best source of information. Yep. I would say for the true brand fans, become a member of our Alphas Club. Um, it, it, it allows you access to things way earlier than the general public. And there are some unique VIP experiences that we have uh, in there too. Um, jo join the brand. It is, you don't have to drive the car to experience the brand. And, and join the club. I'd love to welcome you. Maybe touch on that a little bit, too. So for those of us out there that have seen the Alpha 5, we're excited about it, we're sold, we want our own, we'd love to join the club, we'd love to reserve one. you mind maybe just touching on the process for those out there that are ready to uh, move ahead and reserve their own? Yeah. Um, first, become an Alpha's member club because we will not sell cars um, with, to people who are not members of our club. Uh, and the reason is we want to know you, you want to know us, we want to be able to communicate with you. Once you're an Alpha member, if it's not sold out, you can still buy a build slot on DeLorean.com. Once it's sold out, we'll open up an exchange and you can start trading, buying, selling your build slot with other members around the world. Uh, so if you miss on the first sale of the, of the NFTs or of our build slots, as we call it, then we'll open up the exchange a little later in the year where you still have an opportunity. If somebody's willing to sell, then you can buy a particular build slot. Very good. Very good. Well, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to uh, reserve my own uh, build slot and uh, just really appreciate you taking the time to stop by today and uh, sharing more about DeLorean and the Alpha 5 with our audience. So thank you so much uh, for taking the time to talk. I've really enjoyed our conversation. 
Thank you for your time, Grant. Thank you.